Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Rising podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. My name is Ramon Chavez. I'm super thrilled to be here today. Alongside me is my partner, Owen Evans. Uh, uh, Owen, how are you doing today, man? <laughs> I'm good. I've actually been able to go and watch some live football, which that's exciting getting to get out there. That was pretty Everyone fun. Everyone else will be soon as well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, don't forget that this upcoming Saturday, uh, the Rising will be allowing fans into the stadium for the preseason game against Louisville City. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, make sure to grab those. And of course, we also want to introduce our producer, Fresh Off LA. He just got off the plane. He got that LA tan. Edwin Perez, como estas? How are you? I wish you? it was a plane. It was a nice little long ride over here, but I'm excited. <laughs> um, I'm sad I missed the preseason. You know, we we had all the hype, the buildup, and I missed the game. So I'm sad about that, but I'm glad to be back and glad to talk some rising. Well, if you ask me, you know, we shouldn't let them go to any games now. They've won one. <laughs> uh, Edwin, you're not going to any games now. They've won a game. Started the streak. Now you got to keep oh, it. Yeah. So, oh, is this going to be yeah. the new tie? You gotta, it's okay. We'll get you it? banned from the press box. Don't worry. Oh, you just got to no. drive before like the rising games. You just got to drive all the way to LA and then come back. So. All right. Sounds good. That'll be the new thing. I got you guys. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Well, uh, great to have you back, Edwin. And shout out to the people that are watching us right now. Uh, Justin started with an, oh, yeah, baby. That's awesome. I like that enthusiasm. It's all caps. All caps everywhere. Um... Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll get to it, Justin. We'll talk about it right now. Um, but, yeah, shout out to everybody that's watching us. If you haven't yet, make sure to like, share, and subscribe this podcast. We really appreciate it. It really helps us grow here at PHNX Sports, and we love when uh, people are tuning in and commenting. So if you guys are watching us, drop a comment. Let us know what's going on. Let us know what you thought about the Rising's game, uh, the, the rising game, and we're going to get to it right now. All right, y'all. So, uh, but before we get started, I do want to let you know about our PHNX Rising podcast shirt. If you guys haven't gotten it yet, they're they're being printed as we speak right now. So make sure to get uh, to phnxlocker.com and purchase that t-shirt. Look at that; it's beautiful. Owen, we need we need to match up. Again, it's far better than what Edwin was wearing the last time he came <laughs> on this podcast. He has improved now. Oh I'll give God. him that. But you know, next time you're tempted to go with that particular shirt, Edwin, I'd recommend that you uh, go with the phnx I'm, rising one instead i'm convinced i wasn't sent to la just for the super bowl I was sent to la for a red card i had to <laughs> appeal my suspension get back on the show and now i'm finally back owen finally let me back on the show and uh you know I, i'm no santi listen <laughs> oh i know God. i know Owen. you said i replaced uh santi replaced me i'm no santi but i'll do my best no no great to have you back edwin and then uh christian in the comments he's saying maybe get him a rising hat and not a d-backs i'm sorry that's uh, 
I need a haircut and I want to have my hair out. So, but anyway, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, this past Saturday, the uh, Rising got the victory over Sporting Kansas City by the score of two to one. While it was preseason, Owen, it was an intense game at Wild Horse Pass. Uh, but before we get to our recap of the game, let's check out what Rick Schantz and Darnell King had to say after the game. Um, some good moments. We still uh, we made a couple of big mistakes. I think that you know that's now the third goal and preseason that you know has been an easy goal against us so we'll get that sorted out but I mean you're we've played a couple of good teams so you would expect them to be able to expose you a little bit in those moments but I, I thought some of the guys were fantastic you know it's good to see Claudio and he showed his strength and flicking a ball on for Darnell and, and how we got our goal and so the first half I thought was very competitive very good to play a team like that um, second half I thought the first 15 minutes, obviously against their first group, we were struggling a little bit, um, but then we kind of grew into it. And uh, I think that, um, you know, to get the penalty and Channing to, to get around and, you know, uh, get the, get his first cross in and create a goal scoring opportunity for us. I'm very happy with those guys. I thought, um, I thought the guys in the second half did very well. Oh, I think it's very important, especially against a good side like Kansas City. I mean, that's a, big uh, kudos to us and you know it's obviously a boost for us to keep moving forward in preseason and hopefully we keep carrying on and getting into this winning mentality because obviously I've said before that's what we're about and we want to carry that throughout season so it's not it's not just the result at the end of the day it's being able to play out of the pressure being able to play at that speed with that with those guys I mean these guys are two weeks ahead of us and they're very good and very intense and very aggressive and we still showed the ability to knock the ball around um that's extremely important. So I, I think that the confidence doesn't come just from the result. It comes from how the team played. And I think they're going to be really happy tonight. Awesome. So some great thoughts there from Rick and Darnell. So overall, I felt the game was great. It was an intense game from the get-go. Uh, got to see a lot of the guys, the new guys, of course, out, out on the field against the first string MLS team, which, uh, which is Sporting Kansas City. Uh, Sporting Kansas City went around, I think, maybe 60 minutes, right, with the starters, mm -hmm. with their starters. So I think it was a good test. What, did, what were your thoughts on the game, uh, Owen? I think you're right there. I think that the fact that Kansas City left their starters out for 60 minutes, which makes sense, right? They've been going at it for longer. They have been in their preseason for a few more weeks because they've got to get back now. Things are starting to kick off for them sooner than mm -hmm. uh, with Rising. But it, it's really good, I think, to see them actually get a result even just for the confidence. As yeah. Dan, I mentioned, that that confidence of, of getting a result when last season they struggled so much during preseason to actually get results and... You know, even performances at time weren't great. To actually come out there and compete against a team like that, it's just great, great way to start. No, definitely. the The first few minutes had like chances for both teams, which I was super surprised. And Ben Lunt uh, did really well in, uh, in that first chance that Kansas City had. The Rising came out, you know, on fire. Uh, to kind of match the energy as well. So, but overall, the first 30 minutes, in my opinion, Owen, they were a little bit shaky. I think they were trying to get their feet under them and trying to compete with this uh, MLS team that, again, like you're saying, two weeks they had already uh, ahead of uh, rising. So what did you make of the first half? Were you, you know, satisfied with the result? And how, was there any, like, lowlights, highlights from the team? I think it was a little bit of struggle early on. Um, sometimes at the back, the way they were playing it around, sometimes not quite clicking when they were on the attack. Mm -hmm. um, 
show that a couple of times when they were looking to get balls in and they weren't really finding anywhere. No, they try and cut inside and just hit a defender effectively. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, they went in at the break at one all. Um, I think there were some really key moments in there in terms of Repetto. You mm-hmm. know, Claudio Repetto had a pretty decent first game. Yeah. You got to be honest. Really impressed. Um, and he only put in about a half hour as well before they took him off for Greg Hurst, but. As a whole, I think there was that. There was, I suppose, Babacar Jai. Mm-hmm. I thought the first time we got to actually see him in a rising shirt, you know, there were moments. I mean, I know Justin in the comments there has alluded to it earlier. With Graham Zussi fanned in a body bag at Wild Horse Pass. <laughs> he just completely made a fool of a, yeah. of a US international. Yeah, we got him really upset. Know? He gave him yeah, a little push after that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that really... And I mean, even that that at the end, the, the, the first half, where there was a lot of energy there, where, you know, you had a mass confrontation, which in a friendly is... Far from common. I think right? it was the heat. Yeah. It was really hot too. So yeah. I think that kind of boiled things <laughs> over. But no, like I completely agree with what you're saying. Repetto definitely was the X factor for me in the first half. Um, and uh, and Jai, like you were saying, I was really looking forward to see what he was doing. Completely made a fool of Zuzi uh, out there on the left side. And he was getting up there. And I think that's what uh, Rising really were looking for with him to be able to bring up the ball to the other side of the, um, of the pitch and create some opportunities there. So I was really impressed. Um, I like the fact that Repetto was linking up with King, with Darnell mm-hmm. King. He was coming down from that position up top to say, look, you have another option here. If the midfield is closed, you can play through the right wing. And I really appreciate that, uh, appreciated that. And then you actually got to see that in the first goal. What were your impressions of that goal? Did you like the link-up play that they have? Was that something that the that rising fans can expect in the, in the future? I mean, how can you not like it? I mean, you think, think about it, right? Darnell King... What we saw from him uh, on Saturday was kind of what we saw from him in the past season, right? He had he struggled a little bit initially adjusting mm-hmm. to Rick's system back in 2020, okay? And there were times where he didn't quite necessarily judge his runs as well as he could have or left him exposed at times at the back mm-hmm. and he wouldn't... But, but in the past year, he's just been fantastic at that. He's really judging well how he needs to move forward and move back and... I think that's what we saw at that moment. He, he knew that he had to push forward there, gets onto that ball, which is really nicely flicked on from Repetto. And ultimately, I know King, I asked him about it. He did think about taking the shot on, you know, <laughs> and you, I understand why he was thinking yeah. about taking the shot on. I Wouldn't thought initially he was going to take the shot on. But he knocks it across for Santi and Santi stretch and turning it in. I mean, it's great. You look at that. Three players. You've got a winger, your centre forward, and a defender, mm-hmm. all in the build-up play. Yeah. How can you not like it? Yeah, the dimensions that that brings to the uh, to the rising attack. It's gonna be. It's insane just by having those players involved. Uh, that wasn't the only flick that Repetto. If you guys go back and watch the game, he had a few where he was linking up with the midfielders. Once he drops down from that position, he opens up a very wide space in the middle, which allows the midfielders to go. So I really appreciated that from him. He was able to kind of drop down a little bit lower. And typically you see that with forwards when they're not getting the ball. But I think he was more looking to get involved with everybody that was in the midfield. So I really like that. It was, you know, we'll talk about him a little bit more later on, but great addition to uh, to rising, uh, Repetto. Uh, anything that you were kind of like kind of shaky about that you weren't a big fan of? I, you know, in my opinion... Kalistri, I felt like he could have done a little bit more on the right wing. I I wasn't sure on his role. Was he supposed to kind of just drop down and help the midfield if uh, Rising didn't have the ball? I wasn't unsure. I wasn't sure of his role in the in the in the pitch. So, but was there anything that caught your eye? You know, I, I tend to agree with the Kalistri comment there. I think that the thing with Kalistri that makes him so valuable to this team is that he really is a jack of all trades. Mm. In that 
you know, he is that perfect utility player. You need a right back, you've got him. You need a winger, you've got him. You need a central midfielder, you've got him. You need a guy who's going to come on late in the game and finish, you've got him. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that he's necessarily the best option at any of those positions. And for a team that's been spoiled at times, <laughs> right, with the quality of wingers, they have been. Rising has been spoiled with that. You look at Solomon Asante, you look at Santi Moa, you look at a certain other player who, let's not mention him on here, but we all know who I'm referring to, okay? And you look at the quality of those players, and the team has been spoiled in the wing positions. And so when you have the real depth um, option in, in Kalistri, though, he's not going to have that same star power that the other guys bring. Yeah. He's there because he can fill in a lot of different positions mm -hmm. and he can do them all competently. Yeah. I think that's that's probably the word. He can do a lot of different things competently, which makes him pretty invalu mm -hmm. uh, you know, invaluable. You can't replace him at all. He's got to be there. Yeah. He's a fantastic option off the bench. Exactly, yeah. No, so I think, what's that saying? Jack of all trades, maybe master of none, but he's there to fill in, fill in those gaps and those holes that you know, maybe needed. So definitely, I, and, I, and I hope for the best. So hopefully he's able to pick it up in the next game. The midfield, I wasn't too impressed by. Did you kind of feel the same way as, as myself? The the one that started was uh, Quinn, uh, Seijas, and Lambert in the midfield. Was Were they just overrun by uh, SKC, or was it kind of just not a good good day, good, good outing for them? I mean, it's, it's early in preseason. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing to note there is that that's not, probably the trio we expect to start most of the games. Mm -hmm. Two of them are, yes, in Quinn and, and, and Kev, but Arturo obviously didn't come on until the second half. When he did come on, yeah. he absolutely shone. Um, so, you know, we've got to see with that. You've yeah. got to give him a bit of time. There's, yeah. there's still a few weeks to And go. I like Saifas because he was vocal. He was trying to talk to Kalistri, kind of like come back or when to press, and they were kind of trying to figure that out there so I, that, I, there's room for improvement obviously but i like that out there now the back line manuel madrid he went out injured i believe he only played around 30 minutes if i'm if i see this if i remember my notes correctly but ultimately he went out injured um we did get an update on his condition we'll update you on that later but i wasn't too impressed with him he looked shaky in the ball he, i feel like he didn't wasn't able to connect with the midfield so are there some concerns there with the depth of of the center backs at the with rising I mean, there's a broader concern with the depth, and that is, again, as we said, we're going to come on to the injuries. Um, but you've got to think, I suppose, which is that, again, it's early. Mm -hmm. We can judge Manuel's performance based on the 15 minutes or so that he played, but he played 15 minutes, yeah. right? We've got to recognize that, that there's little shakiness. If he'd have played a full 45, maybe he turns that around, mm -hmm. you know? He'd struggled a little bit early on. I remember at least once where he was trying to play it out the back and lost the ball, and mm -hmm. that was a pretty dangerous yeah. chance that it actually Try created to squeeze it in, for. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. it created a pretty dangerous chance for uh, Sporting Kansas City. But, it again, it was 15 minutes, yeah. and it's early in preseason. You know, there's a lot of factors at play here, and hopefully he will, well... We don't know now because he's out for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> when we'll see him again, how much more time in preseason he has, I suppose, to get up to 100%. But I guess we'll see. Yeah. Moving on to the second half. Well, Repetto actually ended up having only 30 minutes of play. Uh, he did actually get signed that very same day. So it's probably why. But uh, uh, Greg Hurst was able to come in in his stead. He played uh, another 30 minutes and he stayed on through the second half. And so in the second half, uh, Marcus Epps was able to come in, Aguiano, Rodriguez was able to come in, Gutierrez on the left flank, um, Ryan Flood, and then uh, Ch uh, Chaston on the um, on the right uh, back position as well. So 
I actually kind of enjoyed the second half maybe a little bit more than the first half. Did you kind of feel the same way as me? Or I think I was really just looking forward to seeing all these new guys. Yeah, I think that's the thing. When it's preseason friendlies, right, We there's only so much that you really learn from these um, because you get a lot of changes. I mean, you look at SKC brought out, we said they made the mass change at 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. I believe they made 10 changes, was it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or nine. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot of changes, <laughs> right? And that that's just typical mm -hmm. for, for these preseason friendlies. And you get a lot of pairings that you're not used to seeing and won't see very often throughout the course of the season. So that second half, seeing a lot of guys that either we didn't see a lot of last season, getting to see what they're coming back looking like, or that we haven't seen at all, really. Guys like Channing Chasen, right? Mm -hmm. That we haven't seen at all. Guys like Greg Hurst that have never been part of this team and Marcus Epps the same and Anguiano the yeah. same, you know. Lots of players there that we didn't see a lot of, well, we haven't seen in, in Rising Squad. And seeing them come together and what they can bring, getting off his real look at them, that was the highlight, really, of that half for me. Yeah. Um, I liked uh, Marcus Epps. I know you were a little bit disappointed that he wasn't able to make it 2-1 earlier. Uh, he did get a great chance from Arturo Rodriguez right as the second half began. Um, but that's what we kind of talked about in earlier episodes, that while he's a, a great right winger, maybe finishing isn't his strong suit. So maybe that's something that you know we should look forward to him maybe improving. That way we can, uh, Rising can get on the, on the scoreboard a lot faster. Um, I was impressed by Arturo Rodriguez. Like, he's a magician in the midfield. I, I, <laughs> I was really surprised not to see him in the first half, but he came in the second half and he was just pulling the strings. So do you, do you look forward to, like, a really, really great season just by that, you know, 45 minutes that we got to see him? I think this is, this is the awkward bit, right? Because <laughs> if Arturo plays the kind of season that Rising fans want him to play... He will not be here next year, yeah. right? Yep. This is his year here because we can just tell the potential that he has. And we've see, we saw bits of it. I mean, that perfect ball to Epps, okay, mm -hmm. that was fantastic. Genuinely fantastic. Finding him in space created a one-on-one -on -one with very few people anywhere near. You'd hope really for a goal there. Yeah. And, and even beyond that, just some of his play at times, he, he is just almost like a magician, right? He's a fantastic player, lots of flair, lots of creativity, and you just have to love watching that. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, if it all comes together this year and he has the kind of a contender for MVP kind of season that yeah. he's capable of. And that's what I've been hearing. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's an outside yeah, I, I'd little, call him an little, outside chance. A little bit of yeah. a dark horse, they would yeah, call it. Yeah, a little it. bit of a dark horse, but yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out. Mm -hmm. No? You know, we'll if see. he can have that kind of a season, will he be here next year? And the answer is probably not. <laughs> probably not. He, he's in his early 20s. So we want right? a, great, a great season, but just be aware. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I like the Channing Chaston on the right-hand side. Explain to me what was going on. I You asked Rick about it after the game, in fact, of him and Marcus Epps just kind of switching roles for a bit if, if Chaston uh, goes up. So... How do you feel about that? He's an absolute speed demon on the right-hand side. He he showed that in the second goal, uh, you know, before he got that handball. So it's what what do you make of that? I think that it's it's interesting because um, it it kind of works in Rick's system when you've got the whole like fluidity between the fullbacks wanting to push forward and they push forward quite a lot. Yeah. Right. They really really do in a Rick Chance team. You're expecting a lot of attack out of the back. But in this case, what we saw was just that they 
seemed to work it perfectly in mm-hmm. terms of Marcus being able to hang back a little bit sometimes and let Channing push forward when it was a good time for Channing to push forward. And so, you know, if if they can pull that off, and I, I, I'd like to see uh, Marcus doing it with Darnell and see how that works as well as a mm-hmm. dynamic. Obviously, we didn't get to see... Um, I believe they played together down against Houston um, mm-hmm. in that friendly down there, but that one closed to everybody, so <laughs> we don't have anything to go by. But I'd be really interested to see how that kind of dynamic works as well. Uh, Channing, as a player, I thought that he he certainly seemed to offer a lot going forward. Yeah. Um, I think that he's still got some work to do defensively. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, right, it's a trial by fire. He is The first game that we got to see him playing as a professional uh, it was against an MLS team when yeah. he's playing on For a USL strength. team, yeah. right? Yeah, they 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 just chucking him straight into the fires. So, of course, I suppose he's going to be beaten at times when he might not be beaten if he was playing mm. USL caliber wingers. Yeah. Uh, but I think if he can just work on that defensive uh, side a lot more, then then he might be a decent option off the bench at least. Definitely, definitely. Um, I do. I did see in the comments here that someone said that Ryan Flood had a, a pretty decent game. Do you agree with that? Did you see a real comfy in his opinion, uh, Justin said? Yeah, yeah. I think so I think, too. Yeah, yeah. I think that Ryan looked all right in there. Yeah, I think he, he definitely didn't look out of place, didn't look like he was sh- struggling too much there. Um, yeah. He was pushing forward as he characteristically does. Didn't really take any cracks at it like he has at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it's it's preseason. Um, I think that if he can maintain the kind of performance that he had against Sporting Kansas City, I think we'll see more of him this year than we did last when he kind of fell off the radar at mm-hmm. the end of last season. So hopefully he can just keep that kind of a standard of play up. For sure. Um, so uh, last question about the, the game, uh, Owen. What do rising fans take away from this 2-1 victory over this MLS side? I think it's just, I mean, you know, that, it's a funny one that you put that there <laughs> when I did write that piece a couple of days ago. And I think we've covered most of those points in there. Um, you know, when we really think about it, they, they did take a lot of confidence from that game. Um, I think it would be silly not to point that out as really, really important. And I think that, Ultimately, we got to see some players that we didn't really know a huge amount about yeah. or we didn't really know how they'd fit into a Rick Shant system. Mm-hmm. And so I think just based on that, it, w- it was a fun start, really. Yeah. Yeah, I know, and we're going to find out more about that this Saturday against Louisville. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Like you're saying, we don't really know too much about them. Some of these sessions that they've had have been closed doors, so we haven't been able to see them. So I look forward to that game on Saturday. Uh, yes, smash a like if you guys are watching us. Make sure to, to help us out over here. Um, but before we transition, um, Rick did have uh, a media uh presence today or was able to talk to the media he did let us know about the injuries after the game uh, we did cover some of them today so let's go ahead and check out that uh manu's got uh, a slight little groin strain it's probably two weeks uh Farrell's fine um niall uh we're still kind of getting some information from the docs but but he, he's going to be a long term you know four to six months yeah, we've got two here on trial that we're looking at, um, but uh, you know we'll see. It gets it's late in the process, and you don't just want to bring someone in. Um, you know, Mon will be back in a few weeks, and when Nile Nile will probably be fully fit right at the perfect time for us. All right, so do uh, a couple of inter- uh, injuries there in the back line. Uh, do we, you know, uh, 
are the alarms blaring right now with that with these injuries, or are we okay for right now as far as the back line and the defense? I think that Niall's injury is perhaps more concerning than uh, Manuel's because Niall being out for a long period of time is what concerns me, I guess. there. Um, I'm, I'm really quite concerned about going into the season with only three centre-backs. Mm-hmm. I think that this week and the fact that you've seen now Manuel Madrid is out for two weeks, right? Yep. That kind of stuff's going to happen throughout the course of the season. Then you're going to be left with two centre-backs. Do we... We really want to see the team in that kind of position, I no. guess. Mm-hmm. It, now, there are a couple of trialists there. We did see one on Saturday. Uh, trialist 2, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. The He's aptly known 76, trialist two. I think. It's yeah. a very proud day for Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. 2. But, um, yeah, out there wearing the number 76 at the back. So. He looked pretty good. He looked all yeah. right. He didn't, didn't look, look out of place to me. No, yeah. he didn't. But um, we'll have to see. I mean, we've seen a lot of trialists come in at centre-back before and... and mm. I remember Mitchell Tainter came in the yeah. 2020 offseason. Um, what does Rick on. look in those then? So if, if they're not probably going to start, what, a, what does he want them to kind of at least have in their arsenal if they if they are called into the game? That's a really good question is when you'd have to ask Rick, I'll be honest. Okay, uh, there you go. We'll write it down for next time. All right. Uh, yeah. he, he probably could do, I think, given who is uh, already on the squad, Probably be a good idea to look for someone who's probably a bit more mobile, maybe as a centre back, mm-hmm. would be a good fourth option. Um, I think that that that's probably what he'd be looking for more than anything. But look, again, it's it's just disappointing, I guess, going into a season having two injuries already in that kind of a way. And yeah. Niall, you know, it's the kids. He's seventeen. See him out there. You yeah. know, he was working out today. Should, but I mean, it he, sounds he like just, a bad injury. You it's, know, it's, it's, well, being seventeen years old. You know, I remember when I was seventeen. I was up the next day. He's ready to go. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not the same thing. But no, but yeah, definitely want them back healthy and, and ready to go for the season. So, uh, looking forward to see who who uh, Rising bring bring on board. All right, y'all. So, uh, Edwin, you know the Super Bowl was this, this weekend, right? So, kind of football season is kind of done uh, as far as betting is concerned. The other football hasn't started yet. You know, we're looking forward to that. But if you guys... It's coming. (laughs) It's coming. Uh, But yeah, if you guys are betting fans, and also if you're Hoop fans, which is the NBA's uh, in full throttle right now, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking about the Between the Legs 360 Windmill Good. So if you're a new customer, you can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on the NBA with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use uh, promo code PHNX. Bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code PHNX. I have it on the shirt right here. Uh, PHNX. uh, the <laughs> PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You do have to be 21 and over, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, y'all. Yeah, I lost, I lost some money, man. I'll be, I'll be up front. I lost some money with the Bengals losing, so... Told you, I'm, I'm blaming. I'm blaming Edwin for that one. No, please. I told you from the start. It was a different lock, you know. <laughs> it looked good. I put okay. I put like money on Cooper Cup, and I was like, okay, he's gonna get the first touchdown. OBJ got it. And I'm like, okay, Bengals are up. Nope. 
didn't ha- happen. So I, I, I think I, I my so. parents didn't know who Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre was. That was a bad like fifteen minutes. So oh, we'll great see. halftime. Though. They're great Mexicanos. Halftime. They don't know who he is. So I yeah. mean, fair enough. <laughs> we'll see if Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny's. Yeah, I want Bad Bunny next year. Yeah, that's I the guy you. we want. All right. So uh, back to the real football. Sorry, Owen. Uh, Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Um, Actually, we do have a little bit of soccer, and that's actually what I wanted to ask you guys today. Um, Edwin, uh, we did have some Champions League action today with your uh, Paris. Paris Saint-Germain. Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah, they they were in action against Real Madrid. Is Paris going to take the Champions League trophy this year? I like to think so. I mean, it's one (laughs) team that I keep writing every Champions League. This is going to be the year. This is the year. And they always disappoint me, you know. And that's (laughs) that's just the loyal me. Maybe it's my Miami Dolphin fan base kind of coming in a little bit. I don't know what it is. (laughs) But uh, I do think so. I mean, this attack, I mean, they brought Messi in to win a Champions League. You know, it reminds me of when Ronaldo was brought into Juventus. It was to win a Champions League. Mm -hmm. That didn't go well. That didn't. But I think Uh this attack is stronger. Now, obviously, it's not going to be easy for them. We saw today, but I gotta think it's P- yeah. PSG. That's my lock. If, if if I had to pick someone today, it would be PSG. PSG, not Man City. They won like six zero, man. That's ah. that's who I'm going with. So that's that's what I'm sticking I, with. Not because I, I like them, I hate them, but I think they're just a better team. Came back in English side. <laughs> I know Owen's gonna laugh. I know he's, he's, I, I you know, he's about to explode over here. Yeah, but. I'm happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can stay with that line. I'm happy with that one. All right. Uh, is, that, is that who you're putting with then? Oh, if that to be anybody. I feel like the the problem is is that asking this question now, when only one team has got that like one foot in the next round, <laughs> means that when you have to talk about who's the most likely to, uh, as we got Pessy thin it finished. Pessy thanks, finished. thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks, Michael. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Sporting, right? Yeah, let's say Sporting. Sporting are going to go win the second leg six nil. You know, 7-0. like they're coming back. Yeah, yeah. No so, so it's hard when you look at, especially when you look at some of the matchups that you've got. Yeah, Chelsea have got Lille, right? It's not the toughest one necessarily in there. You know, Man United are playing Atletico Madrid. Uh, Liverpool are playing Inter. You know. They, they're not easy games, and none of the games at this point are easy, really. Yeah. Um, and you're talking about a cup competition with random draws that's going to last for the next few months. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to pick in there. Um, yeah. But you know what? Since you're going to make me pick anyway, <laughs> I, I just personally think oh, this is who I'd like rather than who I think. Okay. I'd like to see Ajax win just to completely hey, mess they with the order. They almost did a couple years right? ago. Yeah. yeah, and if you look at outside of the real big hitters, they're the, the team that are actually favoured to have the best chance, partly because they're playing Benfica now in this round of 16 yeah. game. But they're okay. also playing great football, too. If you look at all their mm. statistics, they're leading a lot of those European giants. Ten Hag, future Man U yeah, I mean, uh, coach. I see that. I mean, you look at them, yeah, they're a possession-based side. It's it's far more... F- it's not like they're an underdog that are just going to hoof the ball, you know? Yeah. You're going to pick an underdog to win. Pick an underdog that plays, you That's know, true. actually attractive football. Exactly. Uh, Michael there with the comment of the night. Because uh, uh, it was weird because I was watching the Man U game and the, uh, the PSG game. And as soon as Messi missed his penalty, Cristiano scored a banger. So absolutely great stuff there today. Great drama from from the Champions League. I would like to point out that Man United are not going to win the Champions League. I'm sorry, they Michael. are not. Oh, I agree no. with that. The no. more goals no. Cristiano <laughs> gets, so I'm, that's what I'm on board for. All right, y'all. Uh, back to Rising. So we did get some news six hours before the game. Owen, I was a little bit shocked, but you probably already knew that this was going to happen when uh, Rising signed Claudio Repetto. Uh, he came from the Charleston Battery. This, I don't know if it was out of nowhere, but I, I kind of got the feeling they might have uh, they might sign another striker. What were your initial thoughts when you heard these news? I think that Repetto 
coming in is a player who's proven that he can score goals at this level. Um, I know nine goals might not sound like a lot, but you have to bear in mind the the difference of the team that's around him, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to be joining a team now which is quite substantially better, I'm going to be honest, than Charleston Battery last year. So that nine goals can very quickly become 12 to 15 goals. Mm Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that feels like a completely different ball game, mm-hmm. right? That's it's n- not even comparable. Yeah. Um, and I think that if he settles in well with this team, um, and I think that even just based off of what we saw on Saturday, I think that he can settle in well with this team. Then I think that you've got someone who can be a a really good striker for this team. Hopefully, paired up a bit of swapping around with Greg Hurst, who also has got some pretty good potential. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And if you guys uh, weren't too aware of who Claudio Repetto was before he signed for Rising, he's 25 years old. He was born in Genoa, Italy. Uh, 6'3". He's a big guy. Yeah, he's a pretty uh, pretty big guy. He plays like a target forward, kind of like a... In that position, he played 10 years over there in Genoa in their academy. Then he moved uh, to the U.S. in 2017, played for some teams in Iowa and South Carolina, and then eventually got to the Charleston Battery in 2021. And like you're saying, nine goals, three assists, and 24 appearances. That's not bad. That's, That's you know, not bad, no. Maybe a goal or yeah. assist every, you know, uh, every two games. So, uh, I, and like you're saying, with Rising having a much better cast around him, you know, most likely he's going to, you know, amp up, amp up his game a lot more. So definitely happy to see that. Uh, let's check out what Rick Shantz had to say after the game, uh, after seeing uh, Repetto's de- debut with uh, with Rising. He's, uh, we needed a target striker. It's been a while since we've had our prototypical target. And after we lost Rufat, you know, we replaced him with, you know, uh, John and, and Darren. And um, it, it's just really nice for us to have somebody that can hold up play can help us win balls in the air when we need to. He's a prototypical goal scorer um, and a great guy, very, very hard worker, very good professional. Um, and then you mix that with Greg Hurst, who's you know, very good off the ball mover, um, extremely technical. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see us in a 4-4-2 at some point this year, but I'm really, really happy with the strikers we have now. I can really play with like you know the wingers coming uh, to play with me. I can you can use, I can use them. They can use me very well. And you know like as a nine, as a holding up player, I can help them coming up. And then they they crossing, they coming in, and it's uh, a lot of balls for me in the box. So I think the style is pretty good for me and whoever plays around me. Awesome. Well, great, great to hear from them, and looking, you know, forward to seeing Repetto more, uh, being featured more with the Rising. Um, does it was the target forward needed? Do you feel in in the Rising attack? Is that why Rick really wanted someone like that, like Claudio in the, in the team? I think that it it ultimately comes down to what he's looking to do in part with the um, formation. Um, I know he mentioned in there that he's thinking about maybe going with a four four two, which is is interesting. We haven't seen that. Um, at the same time, we've got to kind of talk about. Do we actually expect to see that? Because I remember last season we had a, a teased new formation, right? With three at the back. Um, there's two kind of wing backs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, well, it, it just didn't happen. Yeah. We didn't really see that at all. So whether the 4-4-2 is something we'll actually see, I don't know. Um, but if we do, it would be interesting to get him out there. Um, I think that more broadly, though, this team... Whether they need it this season or not, with Richmond also being available, um, they, they need depth in the striker position. It's something that this team has really lacked mm-hmm. in, in recent years, and they need the ability to turn to different people going forward. Because ultimately, what happens when someone goes down injured? What happens when someone 
ultimately leaves the club because a better opportunity does come up. Mm-hmm. Um, as we saw last year with Rufat and it, it kind of left him in the lurch yeah. for a while. You had David Egbo, who wasn't really a, a true number nine. Um, I mean, the season before that, if, if Adam, jo- well, sorry, not Adam John, um, if Rufat hadn't been fit at any time in the 2020 season, mm-hmm. luckily it was a shortened season. It didn't, wasn't such, so problematic, but you know, you'd have been relying on a, a guy who was ultimately a winger um, mm-hmm. is being made to play as the number nine. Yeah. Um, having more options there is is good. Is good because that's just something that has almost let the team down on times in the past couple of years. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, does this signing affect Curse uh, playing time? Or I, I just that comment just kind of like kind of made me like struggle a little bit because I'm like, if you're gonna play a four four two, like the comment we had earlier, where does that leave Arturo? Are you putting Santi up there with him, or are you making him play on the on the left-hand side, or are you putting Repetto and Hurst and maybe dropping Hurst a little bit behind Repetto? So, like, I, that it kind of it, it's an interesting kind of dilemma, but it it also makes me question what really is going on. I'm almost wondering if, and, and Michael's just commented there with Richmond feeling like a much different option from from Greg and uh, Claudio, and mm-hmm. I, I tend to agree. Um, I actually wouldn't be hugely surprised if it was Richmond who was the second mm-hmm. option if it was a four-four-two. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Um, you know, and there are different ways that you try and spin that. Um, I think that it probably will impact Greg Hurst's playing time. And I think that it, it yeah, because ultimately we all thought that Greg was going to probably be the top choice up top, right? Yeah. Um, going into this season. Suddenly you've got Repetto, who is now probably the, the top choice going forward. I mean, they gave him the nine um, in the first, well, in the first game. They did. I have been told that that is subject to change. Okay. Um, right. That Insider. is subject Insider to change. Insider information. Yeah, that was... Uh, that's what what I was told when I asked who exactly was wearing the number nine mm. on a on Saturday. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, so we don't yet know who's going to be wearing the actual number nine. Yeah. But I I think that those two between them are probably going to battle for the um for the role. Um, it's going to be interesting. Mm. Um, I think it could well end up like like we've seen with goalkeepers in recent years, back when there were always those battles between Zach Lubin and and Karl Wozinski, right? Gotcha. And it would come down to simply who hit form at the right time um because once they get that spot and they've almost locked it up yeah uh they're gonna they're gonna keep it um and, and i think that's what's probably gonna come down to it's one of those two it's gonna be repetto it's gonna be greg i think as the first choice and yeah. ultimately whoever comes in in the best form early in the year is probably gonna keep that spot for most of the year yeah yeah Greg Hurst, he uh he did look a little, little bit small in my opinion up front against those uh uh, sporting uh, center back so he was technical with the ball of course that that's what we were expecting i'm not sure if the physicality will get to him especially at a higher level now that he he's moved up but we'll see i'm interested to see how he does if uh, he does get plenty of time playing time against louisville um and you know looking forward to see how he, he displays his uh his repertoire over there all right cool so uh coming up this thursday uh oh and you're gonna have a, a full detailed louisville city breakdown right before the game indeed indeed we're gonna be looking into what they've done over the off season who they brought in one of whom is a very familiar face i'm sure to uh, <laughs> a lot of you in uh, the left back position but yeah we're gonna be breaking them down try and work out what we should expect to see out of them on saturday which is of course a preview for a game when they're playing in louisville later yeah. in july in the regular season 
No, that's that's gonna be a really good game. I'm really looking forward to it, and it's gonna be a seven o'clock game, so we're not gonna we're not gonna get stuck with the four thirty heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be nice. The sun will have gone down by that point. Yeah. You know, it won't be. Bring as... a light jacket, maybe, because I, I was what... I was freezing when we showed up at four. When we showed up at four, it was the sun was pretty intense on Saturday, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I was sweating. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, make sure to to be ready for for all climates here in uh, in Phoenix. So, but if you haven't, make sure to purchase your tickets, go out and support the Rising uh Rising and I know the the, the players are looking forward to seeing the fans back in the stands. So, definitely show your support over there and make sure that they know that you're there as a fan. All right, y'all. So, before we uh, wrap it up for today, we do want to let you know that our uh PHNX Rising podcast shirts are are still available. So, if you guys have not gone to phnxlocker.com, I want you to head there uh, once this uh, show is finished and you guys can purchase your own uh, shirt of the PHNX Rising podcast and you guys can wear it to the games. And that way we can we can point you out uh, in the stands. So I appreciate that. So again, Thursday, we're going to have our preview show um, of Rising versus Louisville. It's going to be a fantastic game. Uh, Edwin, you looking forward to the game? Absolutely. The first one I actually will attend. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the boys bring. I know these guys brought some great coverage, but I want to see it with my own eyes and you know have my <laughs> own opinions. It's going to be awesome. Uh, McVee says section 103 where you at that's awesome we'll, we'll be looking out for you over there uh I, I, they're still selling like season tickets right so that's pretty cool you guys can can go over there so uh yeah thank you to everybody that uh, was able to uh, tune in today again if you haven't uh click that like and then that subscribe button as well really helps us out really helps us distribute distribute this podcast everywhere and it helps us uh you know tease owen a little bit more about uh edwin wearing non or England shirts, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Do you not see the good rising yeah, jersey? Come yeah. on now. It's the black, beautiful one. My favorite one of last year. Not wearing any white. No curse. Don't worry. There we go. There we go. See, he's learning. He's learning very quickly. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we got we to gotta watch our attire over here. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, that wraps it up for today's show. Thank you so much again for tuning in uh, from the PHNX Rising podcast. This has been it, and we'll see you on Thursday. Have a good night.